This is probably one of my favorite podcasts so far. It's very funny. Welcome back to the OTR podcast. I'm your only host today. Trevor's not here. Uh, Caleb Graham. And uh, we are here today with a very special guest. You probably saw the title already, so you know who it is. Uh, Jacob Paul Patchen. Welcome What's to the happening? show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. And before we do get going today, Britt, well, Britt's in studio too. We always forget to call her out and she gets upset and then never comes to work. So Not true. <laughs> but uh, before, before we get going, make sure you guys are following us. You know, YouTube is the big one. If you're listening right now, you're still listening. So hit subscribe. That's kind of the key place to watch. You'll get to see stuff, whatever we're doing. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you're hitting follow there. Or it's not up on Facebook, but you can follow us there at OTRcast. If you want to see clips from the show and then see when we post new shows, you can click through on there. And also on OTR.pod on Instagram. That's where we post all of our clips. So if you're on Instagram, that's the place to see it. And otrcast.shop, we don't have anything new out yet, but, well, we do for this, this quarter, but it, we've had that out for a few, few episodes now. Um, but we do have girls merch coming out for the Saturdays or for the girls podcast. If you don't know what that is, we just started that this last Saturday. Uh, we have the girls come in, Brooke and Shay, they, people love their podcast, so I gave them their own. Nice, nice. Because <laughs> originally we had uh, Saturday for the boys, but then that was two podcasts for us a week, and then it was a lot. And then like, yeah, you got you got your girls want to do a podcast, and I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. So they'll come in on a Friday night or Saturday and and get a little litty and talk about whatever they want to talk about. Nice. I'm sure, they appreciate that. <laughs> oh yeah, they 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 had fun with it. They they're still learning like the intro side of it, you know, mm-hmm. like because this week, if you watched it already, this week Johnny. Uh, Westfall, he he was like kind of behind the controls, and he like was the intro to the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Saturdays are for the girls' podcast. We got Johnny sitting here, intro and everything. But they're learning, they're learning, and uh, I mean, it'll just come with doing more of them, right? But no, let's dive into you. So tell us a little bit about you know who you are, where you're from, and uh, what you what you got going on. Yeah. So, um, man, I don't even know where to start. So right. first of all, locally, I'm I'm Jacob Graham. Um, but I'm also an author and a poet, mm-hmm. and I write under the name Jacob Paul Patchen. Uh, the reason for that is my grandpa on my mom's side had all daughters, and no one else was left to carry on the name. So when I was in uh, college, I was like, you know what? Mm. If I ever write, it might be a good way to kind of carry on the Patchen name just through my writing. Okay. So that's kind of what happened there. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, like I said, author and a poet. Um, I write everything from children's picture books up to adult fiction and adult poetry. Um, let's say I have seven books out now, I think. Uh, I've got another one coming out May 24th. It's okay. an adult fiction novel. Um, it's called No Pistol Tastes the Same. It's about PTSD and the strength of family and kind of military aspect to it um i'm excited about it you know it's it's going to be a good it's going to be a good book looking forward to it yeah and now how did you get started into writing yeah you know i'm not even sure to be honest when people ask me this yeah i so i think back to 
the first time I actually felt like <laughs> like I accomplished something writing. And I think I was I was right around 12 years old and I wrote my first poem. And it was right around the time, you know, mom and dad divorced and I don't know, I wrote some some weird shit and I was <laughs> like, "You know what? Um this kind of feels good to do." And it was <laughs> I don't know. It had something to do with like some bloody tornado on a raging <laughs> sea or something. I was 12 years old. I had no idea what I was doing, but um, I think that was the start of it. And yeah. it was something that I tell people, it's, it's just a part of me. I don't know where it comes from. I think it's just, um, you know, a part of who I am and always have been. And I just keep growing it and hoping that it uh, blows up. Yeah. And I know you've had a little bit of success with, with some of the, some of your earlier books. Uh, I, it's been a while since I saw it, but I saw some of the Facebook posts, mm -hmm. and some of those hit number one on some charts. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So um, so I, I publish traditionally and self-publish. Um, so some of my traditional titles hit number one um, in their categories in the first couple of weeks of launch. And, you know, if you do it right, that's kind of typical. If, if you do things right, you know, you get a lot of traffic right when you, or when you launch. Um, but it was, it felt really good, you know, and, and the first book I put out, you know, I'm still, I'm still learning a lot, mm. but I was, I really had no clue what I was doing then. Um, that was back in 2015. Um, that's the first time I hit, you know, a number one ranking in the categories. And I was like, holy shit, what mm. just happened? You know, um, it was exciting. So I'm looking forward to trying to replicate that replicate and do that a lot more. And I know you spent some time in the Marines, mm -hmm. is that right? And I'm sure that has some influence on some of your writing. Yeah, uh, it's had a lot, you know. Um, and I didn't, when I first got back, uh, yeah, I was an uh, infantry Marine, went to Iraq in 2005. And when I got back home, I wanted to play football. So I was like, you know what? I got some family that works at Muskingum. I'm going to go play football at Muskingum. You know, I didn't want to learn anything. You know, I didn't want to get a degree. I just want to play football. You know, that's what I wanted. Um, but when I got there, you know, I, I took a couple English classes, and the English department kind of uh, took me under their wing and, and and forced me and tied me to a chair and tortured me and said I had to be an English major. But that was the first time I started writing about Iraq. It was like two years afterwards, mm -hmm. and I tell you, it was kind of therapeutic, really. But it was like discovering a new voice. And, you know, I tell people it's weird for people to write, or for writers to write so many different genres. And they talk about the writing voice. And I have some, maybe, maybe I have some mental issues, but I've got a lot of <laughs> writing voices going on um, inside my head. And the one uh, about Iraq, the military one's pretty dark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I think from a creative perspective, I think, even when I'm doing video stuff or something mm -hmm. like that, I notice that I'm a lot more, I'm a lot more willing to put more out there when I'm doing it in a creative form than I would be just to sit there and talk to someone about it. Right. And I right. don't know if that's the same thing with writing, mm -hmm. even if it's like pushing some of what you've experienced or what you've got going on into what you're doing. I know, I noticed for me, that's something that I've done a lot is, it depends because obviously we do so many sports like right I, 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 you can't really throw what you're thinking about into sports right it's just what mm -hmm. happens but right. if i'm ever doing something creative or like for my own like 
design, I can always try to throw in different themes and things like that that otherwise probably wouldn't see the light of day, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's probably something, too, that comes out with, with some of the writing. Yeah, you know, it, it always surprises me. Um, you know, I think, it's, I think it's something that never, that never stops growing. And I think, you know, that, that creative side, um, you know, it's always molding and changing and, and growing. And I, it always surprises me where it goes. And I think the key to, to anybody who wants to explore the creative side is that, you know, unleash that shit, let it go, you know, see yeah. where it goes, let it happen. Um, and, you know, that's what art is. That's what being creative is. Um, no limits, no walls. Just yeah. let it happen. I agree with that completely. That's like literally what we started this for was when I started this podcast back, oh, it would have been two years ago now, like last January. Um, it was kind of just this, it was kind of more of an interview style, like just sit down, talk, don't touch anything too weird or crazy and just get, you know, just get through it. And then as it evolved, I found that I wasn't having fun just sitting here, like not letting everything out. Right. right. And so now it's kind of evolved more into whatever people want to talk about, whatever comes out very well right and mm -hmm. as long as they don't you know if they want something deleted we'll delete it but <laughs> but um for the most part it's pretty raw and it's pretty out there and we're pretty mm -hmm. open even trevor he you know he's a track coach but he's still pretty open with with what he'll talk about and you know work with the schools that was like at first my struggle was well how much can i really get away with like you know i don't want i don't want to just put everything out there and then the schools be like well, what's this idiot doing mm -hmm. but at the same time I want to be able to go out there and be the person I want to be, be open with people. And I try to not balance those. I try to un let people understand that perspective of I'm not doing, I'm not sitting here talking about having sex and, you know, doing all this crazy stuff mm -hmm. to just say it. And then all oh, the schools hate me. I'm doing it because nobody is open with their lives mm -hmm. anymore. And that's like the one thing I love doing is just being open. And like people ask me anything, I'm like, yeah sure or no i don't do that or mm -hmm. whatever it is and i think that's kind of been a release to the podcast has been it's whatever like it, right. it can be this it can be a little more like interesting and like more about something someone's doing but at the same time if it's me and trevor and sometimes we don't have a guest we'll say and be like what'd you do at the gym this week oh yeah well how's 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 the old lady doing yeah just like right whatever and so that's kind of been the beauty of it and now whether or not that takes off and whether people want to listen to it great but, um, you know, that's kind of why we're here. Uh, now, Britt, she had some questions for you. Sweet. Questions? Yeah, because <laughs> you've been interested in writing before, haven't you? Yeah, I'm a big writing fan. I think it's very cool, very nice, creative way to kind of, like, express yourself. So I think it's very cool that you are a writer. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm bigger into the poetry side. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, sure. So... <laughs> Leave it open-ended. Yeah, I know. She's like, yeah, yeah, you know, just talk about I got shit. thrown on the spot. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so, you know, my poetry uh, tends to be more, uh, yeah, it, it is. It's more adult poetry, you know? Mm -hmm. It's it's the darker side. It's the therapeutic side. It's um, it's what they call confessional poetry. And like what you were kind of talking about, you know, being open and exploring, um, you know, yourself and, and being open to that. That's a lot of what my poetry is. It is me exploring an emotion, confronting an emotion, um, you know, letting it out there. And sometimes it's to understand what it means. 
Sometimes it's, it's literally just to get it out. Uh, sometimes literally it just hits me like, you know, when I'm working out or on the way back from a run, you know, sometimes I'm pulling out my phone and jotting some shit down that hit me when I was running. Um, but it's, it's, it's amazing. Poetry is amazing in the, in the respect that you can kind of do whatever you want and there's, there's not a lot of limits to it. And, you know, as long as you're sticking to the poetic elements, man, you're, you're doing something good. You're writing poetry and it's connecting with someone. You're impacting someone, which mm-hmm. is awesome. That's yeah. one of my favorite things about poetry. Like it always finds who it needs to find. I think at least one person can always relate to it. Right. Right. And it's so amazing hearing that from people too. You know, when I first started writing, I had, <laughs> I had no idea where I was going to go. You know, I didn't, I didn't consider myself a writer until literally probably three years ago. Um, and I've been doing this, you know, I've, started a blog in 2014 um but when people start up to you and telling you you know that something you wrote or you know something you said i was doing some videos that it that it touched them and it moved them and it, and it helped them in some sort of way that's amazing that's awesome it really is some uh it's the inspiration to keep doing it yeah i think that's something people struggle with not struggle necessarily but people don't realize is whatever you're feeling Someone else probably has a very similar emotion. You know, even if you're like, there's no way, like there's nothing out there that would adapt to this or, or would really speak with me. Or like, I know, like, even if I was going to, let's say like I was going to write a song or something, you're like, I might think it's cool, you know, but what if no one else like under gets it? Like what, but for the most part, if you get that out there, there's going to be an audience for that at somewhere. Now, how, how you find them, that's a whole nother story. Right. But there's typically always some audience for something and that's what i try to i try to explain like with the different stuff we're doing is it's a slow growth you know thing this is a like it's a podcast that is put put on youtube mm-hmm. and it's pretty local right now you know now we talk about any and everything for the most part we we're bringing in local guys local people that are doing stuff and but there's an audience for that it's just how do you find them how do you get it to them and then how do you like how do you connect with them and continue to grow with that audience, right? And mm-hmm. so that's the biggest thing. How, how does that um, how does that translate into into the book, right? Have you have you noticed? Has there ever been a time you've basically been like, oh, I wrote this and I don't I don't know. Like I think I think it's kind of cool, but you know we're just gonna have to put it out there and see what happens. And then had like some overwhelming response to it. Yeah, uh, my my hardest thing since I write uh, so many different genres is knowing what genre I'm writing in <laughs> for that story. Um, and usually, my thing is I have a, an idea for a story or, or a poem, and that usually starts with you know some sort of emotion or, or thought that hits me. But for my stories, I don't really know what genre it fits in a lot of times, and I just write the story the way I want to write it. And then it's like, well, shit. Okay, so now. You know, the writing world is so uh, particular about how they want things, you know, and there's so many different genres and subgenres and ways you're supposed to do things. And if you don't do it, people get mad at you and all this stuff. Um, so a lot of times I don't know where to send it, what audience to, to send it to. Um, and I'm at the point where I kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to accept that I write all kinds of different shit. I'm going to put it out there and whoever likes it, likes it. Whoever doesn't like it, you know what? Maybe I'll write something that you'll like someday. <laughs> right. I think, and I think as, not as, as society gets older, that doesn't really make sense, but I think as the world kind of progresses, 
you're seeing a lot more breakthrough with stuff like that where it's not necessarily the like just the typical oh stick to this format stick to this and you'll be great i think you're seeing a lot more not a ton of success but you're seeing breakout success and things like that like i mean machine gun kelly could be an example of it you know he went from rap to pop i mean now granted it was a very big genre back in the day right mm -hmm. but he's like screw it i'm gonna do it and didn't really follow any format didn't really and it just it just worked right like right. and you're and obviously he was a massive example of that but you're seeing a lot more of that like a banksy um you know with painting the dude just makes stuff no one knows who he is mm -hmm. and they're, they're like yeah sure this was this is great we're gonna shred we're gonna shred this drawing and make it make it worth a hundred times what it was you know so right. it's just so interesting to see that style come out of people and it does i think I think society is starting to reflect that a little more into we used to be a society way back when of small business, small, you know, we keep everything local. And then we got so hyper commercialized at some point. And now I think we're starting to get back to this point where we're like, okay, like we're tired of the same traditional this and that. And I think we're starting to see more of that come out uh, in, in the creative fields, at least as mm -hmm. far as like writing, you know, whether it's yes. I have a question yes. after you're done with your... No, yeah, you're good. I'm just rambling over here. Uh, I was just wondering, do you have any, like, favorite um, poetry authors, like, any that you take inspiration from or anything like that? Uh, yeah, so this is, um, this is a weird part of me as a writer. I, I don't like to read. Mm. Uh, wow. I know, it's, it's strange. <laughs> um, I'm more of a movie guy, uh, but, you know, I... I did like Sylvia Plath. Ooh, very um, nice choice. Yeah, you know, and she was she was a she led the way in, in confessional poetry and you know, she she touched on a lot of things, a lot of the themes I touch on, which you know, mental health, um, you know, suicide, death, uh, you know, the darker side of of things that a lot of time get swept under the rug. Um but I enjoyed her and a lot of a lot of poets around that era that wrote in that sort of form and everything um but other than that you know i don't i don't have a favorite author or poet or or anybody like that so it's, i kind of suck in that department <laughs> how about you Britt? who's yours um i am a big um jane austen person love jane austen uh, nice samuel taylor coleridge has to come in about second and then um Probably in the newer day would be R.H. Sin, if you've ever read any of his work or heard of him. Mm -hmm. uh, I like poetry that kind of resonates with how I feel. That's how I kind of connect to poetry. And I think it's very cool that everyone does, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you think it's cool? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard it to be a co-host. Like, hey. It's really hard when I'm not used <laughs> yeah. to talking. Undervalued position. <laughs> right. Damn, I'm giving Trev a lot of credit <laughs> now. Just talking. Undervalued. Um, no, I... Man, I see. I used to be way in. I, I have. I've taken a cliff dive as far as reading. Mm -hmm. I I just don't. I mean, the most I read on the internet, right? Like right. I'm reading articles and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But there was a time in college when I dove into some stuff. Um, I think even even in high school, I won a I won like a poetry contest. Like just it was pretty dope. I forget what it was, <laughs> but it was pretty cool. It was just through our school, but um. I did some writing and then, you know, obviously in college, I, I, for some reason, I got so attached to reading about the history of like biblical history that wasn't 
in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. It was more like the Dead Sea Scrolls or like so, some of those other like articles that they found later on that would like corroborate stories from here to there and be like, oh, well, look, historically, this is what happened. So I dove into that a lot in college. Um, and then when I was at Arizona State, we read a ton of different world religion books. Mm-hmm. And so a lot more, you know, nonfiction uh, for me. But I, Britt, you seem more of like a, a fiction person. I like fiction. I am oh, a good yeah, bit into the fiction <laughs> books. Um, yeah, I think that's mainly what I read other than my poetry book and my astrology book. Yeah. And now for you, does does how much of your writing comes from experience versus how much of it comes from just your brain? Ooh, good question. That is a, that's a great question cuz even in uh even in my author bio, you know, I kind of um I'm kind of proud that the majority of my writing comes from experience. Um that's where I get my inspiration from. That's where I get my stories from. And you know, there's a there's a saying that I learned back in school that I'm sure, you know, most writers have heard, it's write what you know. And I think that, you know, my 20s and, and, and the shit that I experienced, you know, from the Marines, through school, uh, through, you know, some horrible relationships, um, you know, that's stuff that people don't get to hear about but can relate to a lot, you know, and especially the, the Marine stuff. But I think I just I just like to write about things that maybe make people a little bit uncomfortable and things that, you know, maybe they don't want to face or confront and kind of give them a little bit of um, maybe there's people who don't speak up enough about it. Give them a voice. So that's yeah. uh, that's kind of cool. Oh, and that's something this area is afraid of. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's afraid to, like, talk about what they feel. Right. Or right. Like, what they're scared of. and. Oh, she, you're not. Eh, <laughs> you kind of are sometimes. Wait, hold on. Wait, what did you say? Like, I feel like it, like Guernsey County or like the Southeastern Ohio as a whole was just such a, like a rugged, like, you got to be like tough. So you're calling me rugged. Well, no, I'm just, I'm saying like you are, like, you'll talk about like. Some things. Mo- but more than like your pipeliner that's, right. you know, struggling, but isn't going to say anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Cause he's just like, I'm gonna go to work and be fine, you know. And so, I think that's something that is very interesting about where we live. Is yeah, like it's not a big city where like I just think right now in society, everybody is just kind of like like closed in and afraid to talk about stuff or like touch on certain issues or talk about this or talk about that. Whether it's suicide, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want to. Right. I don't want to touch that or, mm-hmm. you know, talk about that, especially in writing. I mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I would make the video, but I would be uncomfortable making a video about suicide, right? So right. from your perspective, yeah, like th- that's a definitely a very interesting subject to think about is how do you open people up? How do you get them to just tell you how they feel, right? Like, mm-hmm. like nobody wants to talk about that anymore. And I think that's important, especially it's, it's big in relationships. Right. Um, I mean, just today. Literally, no, no, you get out of here. Just today, I, I was sitting up at, you know, we were sitting up eating, and this girl was like, yeah, like, me and me and my boyfriend, like, we're, like, not talking anymore. I'm like, well, like, what happened, you know? And she's like, he just, like, he gets depressed, and then we don't talk about nothing, and then I'm like, yeah, like, you know, if there's no route of communication there, like, 
you're, you're not going to be able to keep that bond going, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah, and I, you know, I think I, I like what you said about this area and how literally, you know, people don't like to open up and, and talk about it. You know, it's it's a small town. <laughs> a lot of times, people know everyone's business anyway, but no one wants to, right. you know, be open and honest about it uh, because there's like this this taboo thing about you know, being honest with your emotions. And, you know, most of my friends that I grew up with, I mean, we're redneck guys that don't know anything about poetry to begin with. Um, And on the Marine side of that, too, I get a lot of buddies that make fun of me about it, you know, which is cool. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, man, you know, there's so many others that speak up, you know, on the side and say, hey, man, I, I appreciate you talking about this subject. I appreciate yeah. you bringing light to it. I appreciate you giving words to it because I wish I could have and I couldn't. And that, man, I mean, hell, that gets me like goosebumps and shit, you know? Like yeah. that gets me, I don't know, that's the inspiration I need to keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, and I wish some of my redneck friends <laughs> could tap into their <laughs> right. emotions and be open well, that's and just, honest. That's too, it's not, I think what's crazy about it, and this, you know, this is based on, on the person, right? But I think that perspective like the redneck friend that doesn't want to tap to their emotions, it's not that they don't, I think it's that they're scared to, you know, mm-hmm. they would never admit that, right? They'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, yeah, I'm good. You know, I don't feel, I think you're, I think they're just scared to get into it. And right. that's most people is, you know, they put on a big front to, to feel a certain way or show off a certain perspective, but really deep down, they're just afraid of what unleashing that could bring. Right. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't even have to be like, oh, I'm a tough redneck. I'm scared of talking about how I feel. It could be anything. It could be, oh, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I go out to the bar every night. I hang out and I find, you know, different people to hang out with every night. But really deep down, what do I feel? You know, mm-hmm. like, am I hanging out with like, oh gosh, this is just me. <laughs> this is just me. Am I hanging out go with on. all these like women like to like just do it and mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cool. Or am I like, like where the fuck's my wife, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, maybe not, yeah. but it's that too. It's not just I'm tough and I don't want to hide this. It's really what's the ulterior motive of X, right? So, right. I think that's kind of an interesting perspective. Like, Britt, what's yours? What's your? What are you hiding from the world? Everything. Right. I, I know Everything. you are. Like... <laughs> I know she is too. Oh, <laughs> uh, you put on a pretty good front sometimes. It ain't a front. I'm always me. I just don't. I'm a very private person. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and uh, just make up a poem and give it to us real Ooh. quick? I have yeah. about six in my notes, but I am very private. With Ooh, my she, like, yeah, she is. Yes, yeah. she's mentioned them before. That, and she's yeah, like, I'm not. that's one that I will not yet, not there yet. But Do you have any right. advice for her? Maybe about releasing work or yeah so first of all i would say you need to you need to get with a group of people who can understand and and relate maybe a group of writers um because you need you need support around you when you open up and share you know your your personal deep thoughts i mean it's cliche but you know when you write something that's your baby you know that's that's a piece of you that's a part of you and Man, to share that, to open that up to the yeah. world is, I mean, it's... Especially the wrong first audience, right? Right. right. If you hit the wrong people first, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, gosh, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. yeah. 
and I remember sharing some of my first stuff and I literally would look for any clue, like facial expression, like just anything that told me if I should shut the fuck up or if I should <laughs> keep going, you know? Um, but you need to surround yourself with people that can understand it and that can be supportive. Um, I know, uh, the local bookstore here, bookology, okay. we've, we've been in contact and uh, done some stuff with them and, you know, we've kind of shot some ideas back and forth about trying to get some some writing groups together, some things like that. Um, I'm a part of Cambridge Writers, uh, which is another writing group, um, and they meet weekly. So it's kind of just surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded and who can support you and, you know, kind of nurture your voice and get it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to hear. I've never. You've never even like showed me. Any. Well, let, let's see. Oh, I'm gonna look. It's working. It's it's working. I didn't say I had to do it right nah, now. Nah. I just thought I was like, like that's how I was just showing you how like show, like how close she is about it. Is like mm-hmm. I've never even like, and she's around me almost every other day. Yeah. So right. if she's not gonna, <laughs> if she's not gonna share it with me. She's probably not gonna share it with, or her sister. You share it with your sister. Your nope. Sister? See, that's even that's even. If I don't share it with my sister, you know that I don't share it with anyone. Oh <laughs> uh, no, that's true. Um, okay. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna switch gears while you're looking. What? Okay, what's the go-to beer? Like, what? What? What are you drinking? Oh, so the go-to beer for me, man. Okay, so <laughs> I was always that that oddball in the group of friends because you know it wasn't Bushlight. So that's usually what everyone bought. You know, <laughs> right. that was the that was yeah. the beer of choice around here. Uh, but I, I like to try a bunch of different shit. You know, I was the dude. I was literally the dude. That go buy the variety pack of things and be like, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just want to try stuff. You know? See what's going, cool. yeah. Get made fun of, but have a different beer in every every picture. Um, I want a Bud Light kick right now. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I see. I I I like beer, but when I drink just beer, I get so like bloated, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh. Right. So I've been. If I had to choose, I'm going Mick Ultra right now. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm pretty liquor intensive. I would yeah. say. Um, I do. Oh, I don't know if this was. I was very young. I I remember this. I don't know if it was. It was a graduation party. It was either yours or Jason's. Okay. And I, you might be able to. You might remember. I don't know. But I'm not I, gonna remember what you're looking at not, me for. No, I'm just. I'm just <laughs> bullshitting over here. And for some reason, Annie brought me, mm-hmm. and you know how she is. So <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm probably what 12 mate not even i'm not even 12 i'm probably like eight or nine mm-hmm. and someone's doing a keg stand <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds about right <laughs> i'm sitting there like holding someone's legs up <laughs> on a keg stand at like eight years old and my mom she's like get away from there right now and i was like that's i like back then i was like that was so weird and now mm-hmm. i just think that's the funniest thing yeah you know you don't want to stand around uh people doing keg stands because you have to participate if you're <laughs> You know, close. I think that's what she was afraid of. Yes. I was like, I didn't. I'm like, oh, they didn't throw me up there. I just, yeah. I was just, I was a support leg. Nice. Yeah. What? Do you remember where that party was? Because <sighs> I'm right now. There's a lot that's happening in my head with some of those parties. I that's don't a typical know. thing. Right. Right. Well, and that would have been like at that point in my life, the only time I would have been out at one of those. Um, I don't remember. It was pretty open. Someone mm-hmm. had music playing out of the back of a car. Yeah. And was there a pond there? It was very, it was dark. It was dark okay. already. Okay. Then there was kind of like, it was out front. Then there was, I don't even, I, it's just the only, 
I couldn't visualize any of the property, any anything else. I just remember that part, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, that's funny." Like, yeah, so and we, look at me now. Like, what are you gonna? Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I should have brought a K. We could. Yeah, that was that was now. the the start of. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My yeah, bad right. for getting sorry, you Annie. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but that that's funny. Like that's hilarious. I was just like, yeah, that's a good that's a good talking point. But now now I don't know. I've I think that was kind of a generational thing because mm-hmm. right, like we never, we never did keg stands like ever, like, huh. you know, and so I don't know if that was like a two thousands like party thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, do people still get kegs? Like, I don't is, think so. Not, yeah. I mean, at least not. I don't. Do you, I mean, you wouldn't really know. No, but, I wouldn't know. But yeah, but yeah. So like, I don't know because I remember that. I was like, this is gonna be sweet. Like this mm-hmm. is gonna be fun. And that like every other party, like when we throw parties and. Whenever I would go to people's parties or where we would just the occasional keg, but mm-hmm. it's usually at like a beer Olympics right. or something like that, where you're just like continually filling up a cup. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we don't, we, we never, we've never done, maybe we'll have to do that. A keg stand? We're, we're, I'm putting that on my bucket list. Yeah, right. you should. I mean, it's really, a, you haven't lived until you've done a keg stand or held someone's legs <laughs> on a keg stand. Uh, no, that's that. Yeah. We're going to maybe not soon but whenever we have like a cabin trip or something might be a good investment yeah a keg so story about that story time yeah so for spring break none of my friends went to college i was the only one who went to college but they really? all wanted to go on spring break so <laughs> right. worked out, right i wonder why <laughs> i know right so we would uh we went down to florida a couple years one year we took a keg with us <laughs> down to florida and like dan's truck in the back of the truck. So, number one, side note, it takes like 24 hours for the it to settle after a, I think it was an 18 or 21 hour oh, trip. Yeah. I can't remember. It's like it an 18. Daytona yeah. or wherever, <laughs> Panama. Well, I don't know where we went. But anyway, besides the point. So, we took a keg with us because we thought, you know what, it'd be fun to have a keg. I don't know why. Um, but I tell you what. We were the life of the party at that timeshare. It's actually Uncle Rick's timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> he let us go down there. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, we had a keg that we brought, and people thought that was pretty awesome. And so do we, because we have to go get beer. You know, it's convenient, it's right there, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's what I think. I think like, oh, like realistically, why are we not getting kegs for these parties? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's easy. It's just easy. Yeah. You just bring a metal giant aluminum can in and just right. start pumping, right? Versus like, oh, where's my, throw this in the trash, throw this, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Saves a lot of cleanup too, probably. It really does, yeah. Mm. Efficiency, efficiency, <laughs> oh gosh, that's not a word, efficiency. <laughs> oh, but no, anymore, I mean, it's pretty much just like, I guess our friend group's weird too, right, Britt? Like, Little, yeah. Like, we're just very non-traditional, like, we like to party, right? But we, a lot of us didn't party in like high school, like, mm-hmm. I was like a, a saint. It was basically me. I was the only one that did. Yeah, I was pointing at you. <laughs> and then college hits you, and you're like, oh, this is more fun, right? But um, <clears throat> So I don't know if it was something to do with that, where it was like, oh, you know. But uh, the majority of our parties now are pretty much just here. You know, that's why it looks halfway like a frat house. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> it's part right of ahead. the set, too, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have people walking here like, this looks like a frat house. I'm like, good <laughs> good yeah that's all i need it for i don't i mean we take pictures on the other side but that's about it and mm-hmm. so it really it's here a little bit at ethan's house but there's just kind of an apartment so you can't get too crazy 
so you don't want to break nothing. Right. Um, but we, we, a lot of our, yeah, they're, they're stone bones, stones sometimes. Yeah. He, he's got a fire pit. So that's, that's the good, he's got a house. So yeah. That that's the like, good spot yeah, for that's it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like, you can break stuff without, <laughs> no, <getting> well, <laughs> we don't, I'm not saying we break stuff all the time. I'm like, you don't feel as bad. You're like, ah, mm-hmm. you know, at least me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's just you. <laughs> well, I'll buy it. Like, oh, speaking of breaking stuff, the last, so when was this? This would have been, somebody was throwing a party out at New Hearts. I don't know if you've ever been out there, to their uh, place. I used to be a friends lot. with some New Hearts. Yeah. So probably. Yeah. So they, I don't, it wasn't a graduation party. It was like two years ago. So I was still pretty old. Um, I don't remember what it was for, but anyway, that doesn't matter. So they threw this like big party. And this was the first time like I had went out there for a party because we, we were friends in high school. But I didn't like go out. Like I just, I, we just hung out at school, and so I go out there, and I was blasted, and every everyone was. So one of our buddies, Gage, actually, he was like laying out in the yard, and it's like twelve a.m. and it's cold. I'm like, somebody's got to get Gage. Like he's he's like gonna he's gonna freeze to death out there. And I'm like, no, he's fine. And me, I'm like, no. So I go out there, and I'm like, Gage, you got to get inside. He's like, no, leave me alone. And uh, but anyway. He he just ends up staying there. But on my way back in, I'm like walking, and like holding like the side of the barn because I, yeah. And uh, I like for some reason, and this is the part where it gets muddy. But for some reason, I like grabbed like the dish because I was like falling, and I like ripped the like satellite dish out of the ground. <laughs> and so I had to buy a satellite dish for for the new hearts. That was that was the most. I think that's the most damage I've done. I don't usually break stuff. You see, there's guys that like will get drunk mm-hmm. and they're just be like, let's break everything. Right. I'm pretty much the same dude. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've 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 been up to DTA like and been sober. Like because recently I don't, I I don't drink nearly as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Especially last I drank almost exclusively every day last year and that wasn't good. That was not good. <laughs> Catches up with you. it. Yeah. And so this year has been a lot better for me. Uh, but so like I'll go up to DTA sometimes. And I won't drink anything. I'll just have, I just like the scene. Like I just like hanging out, talking to people, right. seeing what's going on. And like the first time I did that, I came back here. And then the day after someone messaged me, they're like, how like drunk were you last time? Like I was, I was like, I wasn't, you know, I didn't even have a drink. And they're like, oh, like you're like the same person. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's a good thing. I'm like, that's yeah. I'm like, thanks. You know, at least I'm not like a dumbass. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I have my moments, but for the most part, I'm it, I'm oddly like the same like level, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. As far as like talking and just being social and everything, but I know there's some people that'll they'll, they'll wreck some stuff. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny I can will see wreck it. Some, we that's no, I feel like that's just him sober too. He mm, a little, a little like we we had a we were playing pong down here a couple nights ago, not last week, and <laughs> like. He was fine all night, and then he like he doesn't remember most of the night, but he just like took the whole table and like flipped it over and like broke like everything on like the coffee. That's why the coffee stand was so messy. Yeah, she came in here. She's like, "I just cleaned this coffee stand." I did. <laughs> like, Sorry, uh, I deep cleaned it, I and now it is disgusting. Oh, <laughs> uh, but man, you got any like any like good like party stories of maybe people that are listening that like saw you pop up and they're like oh no what's it is he gonna they're like afraid that you're gonna mention them oh man i, <laughs> I could name drop all day um 
So yeah. listen, so my my twenties literally was a wasn't a, a party like the entire decade and a little bit before that too. But you know, my friends, uh, we were the party crowd and we loved to have a good time. Um, I wish I could remember a lot of good <laughs> stories. Um, but some things that that really stand out when I think back to my twenties is Jamboree the Hills. Oh, and I never got to experience it. I tell you, man, no. it was it literally was like a like a it was heaven. It was a redneck heaven, is what it was. Yeah. Um, but we used to literally, hell, I, I don't know, maybe forty campers. We would get like all of us together. Wow. Literally, it was we'd like be renting a whole block <laughs> out in this field. All right. And we would like circle them up, kind of. And we had like one of our buddies brought like the, the big military light that extends up and shines down, so we'd be lit up the whole time. We'd set up uh, some pools out front, and we'd set up a uh, slip and slide. Mm. And the slip and slide, we'd go get like a hundred foot or two hundred foot. Hell, I don't even know how long it was. It was really long, um, plastic sheet, and we'd bring water with us and you know soap. And we would have parties that literally the entire campsite would be at our our parties yeah. and hitting the slip and slide and just doing some some other fun stuff. Um, but they all blur into one, you know. I can't really, can't really specifically remember an individual one, but they were all a good time. Yeah, that's the one thing I didn't get to, because Jambo just mm-hmm. disappeared right in, right when I was getting ready to. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grew up a little bit there, you know. It's oh, that I can imagine. I've been. I mean, I don't know how close the Jurassic Classic is to it. it it's. Similar, yeah, you know but, what? It's like a mini. It's like a mini jam. Right. Though. And see, that's like to me Jurassic's like that's like my like that's like the thing, right? So mm-hmm. to know that that could be a whole other level was like Oh yeah. sad that I didn't get to experience. Yeah, I would it. Say, I would say Jurassic would be like maybe a 3 or 4 on a Jambo really? scale. Oh yeah. I mean, it's getting a little bit bigger, but right. I mean, Jambo is the real deal. There's oh. there's this one time uh we met Luke Bryan. Mm. So we were sitting out in our pools out front and we usually camp along this little gravel road. Um, and, you know, we're just chilling, drinking, drinking our sarsaparillas in our pools. And uh, this, this, I don't know, it was a Jeep. I don't know what the hell it was. Um, this weird-looking vehicle came driving by. And, you know, we didn't pay much attention, but then one of my buddies was like, holy shit, was that Luke? <laughs> and uh, so he came back through, and he had, like, a film crew with him, like, his buddies filming in the back and so we ran up and said hi to luke and he was like hey i want to come party with you <laughs> he didn't but he did say <laughs> that he wanted to so we'll, we'll i mean we'll take that right, right? that's <laughs> close yeah that's yeah so i know like this year at Jurassic, i lost my phone i i we i was i my friends this friend group not you weren't there. I know, but like this friend group. <laughs> yeah, I'll call them out. I don't care. They're like very like they like each other. They're very mm-hmm. introverted. I used to be very introverted. So when we go and party, they like to party with just our group or like just at a house. Me, I'm like invite everybody. You know, let's just, <laughs> how big can this get, right? And so like you guys want to go like talk to people. Like there's parties going on. You know, it's like twelve. You know, people are like. Like, no, we're going to sit around this fire. I'm like, well, I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty drunk already. And so I go and I start walking around. I felt like there was this, so at Jurassic, and it wasn't as big this year as it was the year before. 
or well, that's a lie. They didn't have it, <laughs> but before COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And um, there's this place called Party Alley, and it's the same guys. It's probably similar to what you guys do, just a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. They get the same spots every year. They like set up like their own bar and everything, oh, yeah. and like they just have like a party. There's lights. They've got like Christmas lights and everything. Mm-hmm. And people were talking like, yeah, that's like where the party is. I'm like, oh, I'm fine in this place. So I'm walking around the campgrounds. I didn't find it originally. The first night I couldn't, I was like, it doesn't exist. You know, I think they're just bullshit. I think they're just making it up. <laughs> Say you on a treasure hunt. Yeah, they're like, this guy, he's never going to find it. And uh, so I think my, my friends went out with me that night. They were like, you're just like, this doesn't exist. And so we found like a small party that was going on. They were playing Pong and stuff. We hung out there. That's where I lost my phone. And then I went back to where we were camping. I was like, oh, no. I was like, there's no way. So the guy, the chef guy, shout out chef guy. I don't know. He was wearing a chef suit the whole night. It was his camper. He's like, you lose your phone? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, here, here. I'm like, oh. Like, thank, thank goodness. But then the next night, we did find Party Alley. It does exist. So if you're at Jurassic, that's your new, that's your new uh, goal. You got to find Party Alley. It's nice. kind of tucked back. Yeah, and away off like the main main strip. Don't tell them where it is. I mean, that's that, you know how many strips there are. Right, <laughs> there, there's a lot. They're gonna have a tr- they're gonna have trouble finding that. But it was cool. You walk up and there's like a bar, and they're like, "What do you want to drink?" I'm like this, and they're like, "Just take it." Mm-hmm. All right. Hell yeah. You know, and it was it was a cool little spot. There were people running around, dudes showing you their girlfriend's tits. Like you're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like. Oh. All right. Or like, is this your sister? Like, why are you showing? It's my wife. <laughs> it's my sister and my wife. What do you mean? <laughs> but, but it was, it was, it was a cool spot. So if you ever get a chance, try to find Party Alley. We'll see if it's there this year. But they, they get in trouble every year. I'll tell you yeah. that. They because they go a little too hard sometimes. But those are always the best right. ones. Right? I mean, that happens. You know, you got to expect that a little bit. Um, yeah, I might've partied there a time or two. Yeah. It's, it's been a few years since I've been to Deerassic, but mm. you know, I used to be that guy wandering around too, as, as my friends started settling down getting married with kids and all that, <laughs> you know, so we'd have to go find the party somewhere. Um, right. <clears throat> but yeah, it's, you know what, you know, what's really cool. I think about Deerassic and Jambo, I don't know how many times at Jambo and probably Deerassic, like you just. You just walk up to where the party's at, and like you're one of them. You right. Know, you become like besties, and you're drinking buddies for the entire night, and, and you'll never see them again. Right. right. Yeah. You don't even know who the, who the <laughs> hell it was, but you know what? You guys were best friends that night, and yeah. I think that's awesome. No, nah, that that is like that's prime my style of party is that, and that's why I'm like, man, Jambo, like, come on back. Right. It, right. it probably won't. <laughs> They've got some weird lease on the land now, mm-hmm. like someone bought it, and they can't have like a festival there for like 10 years or something. Cause I think they, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the whole idea was, but they, apparently they don't want people having festivals there. Cause someone's like, I'm going to buy the land and yeah. have a festival, you know, cause they could make their money back right. pretty quickly. But uh, they basically put in like whoever purchased it cannot throw a, a an event there for like mm. 10 years or something. That sucks. Uh, but in 10 years, right. the, the ultimate return, right. <laughs> it'll just be a bunch of like, 50 year old dudes oh, <laughs> like yeah. relive the glory days yeah. but I've, i i'm still gonna go i mean i'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm, i want to experience it i want to see what it's like yeah you need to i mean it's got it's a bucket list thing for sure and, and i don't know how country have you ever been to country fest i haven't i don't think i haven't either. no i haven't it's so there's a new uh, new york clay's park is it's like uh, 
I don't know. There's this water park up north yeah. somewhere, um, and I don't know how many people it can hold. I don't think it's going to be jambo sized by any means. But they basically have like you can walk into the water. It's a water park like on a lake that they've got like stuff. But this year is the second year they've done it. I think I could be wrong, <clears throat> but they've got something called Country Fest, and it's like a three day camp out. You know, bring here all that kind of stuff, and it's a list this year. It's like I mean just. Wednesday night is Brantley Gilbert, oh, <laughs> and that's the launch party. Yeah, and then they've got uh, I I don't know if they have Luke Bryan, but they've got I know Saturday night is Morgan Wall and Hardy, um, big other three or four big names Saturday mm-hmm. night, and then Friday night is Jason Aldean, and then Thursday night is someone else. Yeah, uh, but it's a it's a list of people. Yeah, and, sounds like a good show, and it's in the water, right? Like. Oh, yeah. What are you gonna do? Right. And it, I think it's summer. I think it's summer. So it, that way, it's 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 a little bit off the path of a Jurassic, and and it's warm. Mm-hmm. You know, so you'll be able to sit in the water party. And I mean, that's yeah. sounds like a great. You want to go? When is it? Oh, I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, but that's kind of I I that'll be the first thing outside of Jurassic. I'm gonna go try and see if it's worth my time, right? Or I mean, I know it'll be fun, but. See if that'll chase that high again. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I expect like at least like a five-page report when you get back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll have that ready. It's just like that. That's what the podcast will be like. Actually, here. So the restrooms, two yeah. out of five. Yeah. <laughs> just reviewing. It's a good direction to go. Really. The, it. It would. You'd be surprised. I know. It's so the slow build for us is like we're just typically we're just two dudes talking mm-hmm. about whatever. It's like, where's your audience for that? It'll come. Like, there's people that want to listen to that. You're not a dude. Three bros. Just All right, three bros. Talking. Sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, so we're trying to find our audience for that, but it's funny. Like, when we gave those girls Saturday, people, they're like, all these dudes, man, they're like, great podcast. You guys did really good. I'm like, oh, of course. I'm like, they're going to have a bigger audience than we are, which I'm fine. It's our channel. But I was like, man, like, really? Like, you just got to be a girl. That's it. That's how the internet is these days. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. Absolutely. I mean, it's girl. It's a girl's world, man. It, it's always has been. Uh, <laughs> 1920. <laughs> really? <laughs> but he you're not there. wrong now. That's he the craziest there. part is like girls run everything now. Like mm-hmm. they literally exactly have so much control. Yeah. <clears throat> just depends on how much you're going to let them have. That's, that's the, that's the fun part. I had, <laughs> Some girl today, she messaged, she's like, you should buy a, you should buy a, everyone's going to, you should buy a car. I'm like, no, I don't want to buy a car because mine has like 209,000 miles. It works. You know, I'm like, until it blows up, why am I getting something new? She's like, you keep using that chick repellent of a car. I'm like, if I need a car to get chicks, I'm doing something wrong. You know, like right. it could help. It could definitely help. But, but I'm like, you're sadly mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. I was like but i could see how that could work on people right mm-hmm. like there would be that guy out there that's like oh yeah i do need a car yeah like they'd right. get like all defensive and be like it's not a chick repellent and <laughs> me like that's the fun ah, okay so i will elaborate on this because i can <laughs> so i started talking to this girl we just talk and um it's funny because she's very like likes to be dominant in a relationship and I like to not like 
you looked at me like, oh my gosh, <laughs> not in that way. Shades of gray. Holy <laughs> wow. Shit. No, but uh, so just like how they like to like talk to guys or like interact with guys versus how I like to interact. And we started hanging out. And at first she was like, honestly, I thought I was just going to like Snapchat you and like just leave you on red and never talk to you again. She's like, but you were so confusing. And I, she's like, I had to meet you. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I'm like, I'm an open, like, I'll tell you anything. I have nothing to hide. I'm not like, fragile about like talking about this or that and she's like i know and it's weird she's like all these guys i talk to are like so like manly and out there i'm like i'm, I'm like slow down i can be a man sometimes mm -hmm. but i'm like also i'll i'll talk to you about anything and everything like and so that i think was like very interesting to her and mm -hmm. she still doesn't know really how to like cope with it as far as like because you know she's like buy a car i'm like no and because she's <laughs> she sells cars mm -hmm. and oh it's it's just so interesting like the dynamic of people like that, like how, how the world expects them, right? Mm -hmm. Like girls right now have so much power. They're like, Oh, I can talk to any guy and then they'll just do whatever I want. I'm like, no. Yeah. Not, not this guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think around here, it, typically it, mm -hmm. it does go that way, but you know, I, bigger cities, eh, you know, that's a whole different world as far as like the dating scene. What are, you, what are you laughing about? Nothing. How do you like the bigger city dating <laughs> scene, Britt? The bigger city scene? Yeah. It's fun. How's it working for you? Well, I'm not there yet. I'm not there right now. How was Kansas? It was amazing. How was the dating scene in Kansas? I wasn't looking for a date in Kansas. I was there for two weeks. <laughs> what were you looking for? <laughs> Did you find love? Ew. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Fell in love with the city itself. Oh. Okay, well, see, that's beautiful. Nice. Well, like, what's in Kansas? Like, thank you. What's, what's, thank you. <laughs> what do you do there? She loves it. Um, well, first off, my sister's there, so okay, I already love it. Um, my favorite crystal shop is there. The best pizza I've ever had is there. Oh, wow. Um, my friends are there. Greatest <clears throat> college ever. She, uh, she like, was, what, like what? There's one Kansas. Kansas, Kansas University. University. <laughs> Kansas Literally. University. All right. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, oh, baby, yeah. Natty Champs, let's go, we're celebrating today, this shirt. Is that what you wanted to say? That is that what I wanted to say. you finally got to say. She yes. said before you got here, she's like, remind me at the beginning, I need to say something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an hour. What are we, an hour? Dude, in? I didn't forget. I, I was getting it oh, on this podcast. Okay. But yeah, no, Johnny, actually, Johnny picked Kansas to win on his bracket. Because of me. Just because of you. Yeah, I know. So uh, did my other friend. I was rooting against him. I was like, of course you I were. Really, You're a hater. I, I am. <laughs> I predicted the exact score on my bracket too, so I got that right. I just really, I was like, if if Kansas wins, I'm have to hear about it. Right. I don't want to hear about right. it. Right. Hey, listen, I am just relishing in it. Like it I is, know you are. It's amazing. I've never witnessed this. I was no. too young. You you watch any college sports? I don't. I I don't partake. I'm more of the foot football guy, like basketball. I, I just. You know, I used to back in the day a little bit, but mm. honestly, I don't do a whole lot right now with much of anything. Yeah. Like, I've just been so focused on the writing stuff. It's like, I don't even know who I am anymore because I don't do the same things I used to do. Um, but yeah, you know, I love, I love, I love NFL, you know, okay. <laughs> I like playing like FanDuel and DraftKings and like just really mm. getting into that. Um, I like college football too. Yeah. I, it's so funny because I like, we started just filming sports, so everyone assumes I love sports. I don't even watch it. I don't watch, like, I'll watch high school sports, and that's, like, good good enough for me. I'm mm -hmm. like, 
even NFL, the NFL. And I used to be into. I used to play a lot of fantasy. I don't anymore. Even college, like I are like Nathan Dalton. Those guys, they're like all about it. They're like, oh, we're watching the game. Like, eh. <laughs> I, I'll just go do something else. I'll go do whatever I want. So it's yeah. Sports for me have been like eh, non-existent. I mean, I know I like I hear about them from you guys, but I don't know. It. I just appre- I try to appreciate every sport. Like I'll sit down and watch just about anything unless it's golf. <laughs> just not golf. Anything. <laughs> not, but golf. No, golf is so to me. <laughs> golf is so lame. I mean, it's. I couldn't watch it, but I think it's such like a technical sport. Yeah. Like, to it, be I good mean, yeah. At it, you, to be really good, good at. Good for you if you're good at golf and stuff. But like, you're <laughs> never gonna catch me out there. Never gonna catch me watching it sport. You, you know, you're ever gonna go watch Ethan when yeah. he becomes a pro golfer? Nah. I'll send. <laughs> I would like send him a card in the mail. I ain't going to watch that. Oh <laughs> uh, no! I, and that's something too. Like those guys love going to golf. Like I know that's a big thing around here. Mm-hmm. People love to go golfing, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll go. I'm horrible. I'm really bad. I feel like everyone's horrible at golf around here. It's just you just go to drink. That's yeah. like the whole thing. Yeah. I, so I'm I'm a big golfer. I got back into it after like literally a, a ten year hiatus. Um, so I'm in a couple leagues mm-hmm. out at Wildfire, and that's what it ended up being. It was like just a bunch of <laughs> friends, and we're like, hey man, let's just go golfing and drink. Uh, but I started getting a lot better. Like I used to be good way back when I was young. Yeah. Um. But I, I love it and I hate it. It's, it is one of those sports. It's like, man, if you have a good day, you're like, oh, hell yeah, I'm right. motherfucking Tiger Woods. And then if, if you have a, a bad day, you're breaking shit and throwing something right. in the woods. <laughs> that, At see, least I am. I mean, I that know. would be why I would go golfing. It's just like throw some clubs. <laughs> it feels very good to do that. Is wild. Like what, course-wise, where's your favorite place to play? Oh, man. I don't know. I, I grew up playing at the country club. That's where I learned to golf. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gone kind of downhill a little bit since I remember it. Um, but it brings back a lot of memories when I go out there and golf. So maybe, mm. I, maybe the country club, I guess. You ever yeah. go out to Salt Fork? I've never golfed at Salt Fork. We mm. have a really nice golf course out there. Yeah, that's what everyone says. I, I just, I have a bad slice, so I'd have to take <laughs> a whole bunch of balls. That is, yes. <laughs> so we went golfing in Miami when we went down there and I was like, oh, cool. Like I'm, I just bought a bunch of balls. I'm like. Lose them in the woods, whatever. Well, what I didn't realize was in Miami, there's not a lot of woods. It's just houses. So, like, all, like, the whole course is just through, like, an apartment complex. <laughs> and now they have, like, protection up on their windows and stuff. But I hit about every house I could. <laughs> like, just going, like, just knocking them off roofs. And there was some guy, it wasn't me, luckily, but there was some guy on a ladder, like, doing, like, painting the side of his house. I'm like, one of us is going to hit this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I like I made sure to hit left because he was on the right side. And Johnny, John, he just slices it, and it probably landed like from me to the wall next to this guy. And he like looked back, and he's like, "I'm like I told you, I'm like just aim that way." Right. <laughs> but it it's a whole different animal out mm. there with like just it's just apartments because everyone's supposed to be good at golf, right? It's like the retirement area. <laughs> wow. You're like yeah. I get down here to golf, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't, I should not be golfing right now. <laughs> Uh, it's always fun to hit a house, though. It's, yeah. And now, living on hole nine at Robbins Ridge. Mm. No, I, I don't. <laughs> it's hard to hit that house. I mean, it it's amazing. People do it. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, the house is right off to the left of, like, where you actually, I'm like, how do you, how do you hit that here? Right. But they'll do it. I mean, they'll, they'll be, that's where I find most of my balls. I just go walk in the woods after, go. like, a golf season. And 
I've got balls for the whole year like, yeah. to go and just throw around or hit around, whatever. Not, but they're very straight. You ever played out at Robbins Ridge? Yeah, yeah, a few different yeah. times. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> it's just a field. <laughs> That's right. all it is. It's just right. a big field. And they don't, like, they, they're so strict about it, too, with, mm-hmm. like, for what it is, like, you should be happy anyone wants to just come out here. I agree. Uh, it's, like, more expensive than wildfires, more expensive than the country club. Man, eh, it's close. Um, but they're, like, when I was, like, 12, I would just walk out on the nine hole just to, like, hit balls. And within, like, four minutes, like, this dude would be, like, hauling ass on his cart over here to tell me to get off the golf course. I'm like, it's 12 degrees. There's nobody. It wasn't even in season. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, mad. And so, really, all you do, you just see him come and you just leave. <laughs> it's, it's great. He'd never catch me, but because he lived on the house down over the hill. I'm like, oh, here he comes. All right, let's get out of here. Or even, like, our friends, we would go, like, throw Frisbee. Like, not even on the greens, not on, like, the fairway. They'd be like, get off the course. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're interrupting your your. Nobody's here. Yeah, nobody's right, out here. So, right. oh, yeah. So what? Um, I think what are we at? Like an hour and mm-hmm. ten hour. hour literal hour. Man, I'm usually better than that. I usually gauge this better. <laughs> well, we'll we'll let we'll wrap it up. I want to let you. You did you bring books? Yeah, you know, I just brought them because I didn't know if I want some like. Yeah, uh... show them off. Okay, for us. Yeah, and it, it, do you you want to read a part of it? Yeah. Might read a poem or something yeah. if you want. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll put that out there too. We'll okay. put that as a clip. Give us an exclusive. <laughs> All right. So this is uh this is my my latest, which was a year ago. Um this is a young adult fiction novel. Um more upper middle grade fiction kinda is mm. what I had in mind. Um it's won a couple awards. Uh so I'm I'm happy with it. Um but it's about a war here in the Cambridge Bysville okay. area, and a boy that survives in a bunker and then comes out and kind of fights back. Literally, it's like my fantasy as a child is what it is. Um, you know, I grew up playing like army and paintball and all mm. that stuff, and I was always wondering what I'd do if there was a war. <laughs> you know, I'd like plan this shit out and be like, "All right, so I'm gonna hide here, and you know, whatever." Yeah, that's what this story is. That's um, cool that you turned it into a book, though. That you like followed through with it in your older age. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, it's. I kind of, the idea was to write a book that I would have liked to have read at like 12 years old. Because I hated reading and they forced us to do it. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to. So this book is kind of funny. It's kind of got the, you know, sarcastic voice to it. And the kid's kind of cool. Um, and a little Easter egg here. The kid, the character, in my mind, is my future child. Mm. That's how I wrote it. Like, this would be my child, mm-hmm. which I don't... Uh, that was going to be actually be my next question. I was going to ask if like the kid was based off you when you were younger, but you kind of answered that one. Yeah, there's a lot of me in him. Um, I just assumed, you know, this is if I have any kids out there, this is what they would be. Yeah. I don't know if I'd, I probably don't have any. <laughs> it may probably don't. <laughs> I don't get any Father's Day cards or anything. So, well, I think um, it, I think it's cool too. You know, just on the fact that that was like a childhood dream, right? A lot of people don't as they get older, they just kind of let those things go and they don't mm-hmm. put them in, they don't turn them into anything, right? Like they have yeah. all these crazy ideas as kids. They're like, oh, I want to do this or that and I'm going to do this when I'm older or this and that and they don't convert that into anything. So it's cool to have like a physical version of right. your thoughts, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was fun to write because of that too. And it was, I was excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here's a couple others. So 
This would have been my actual first book that I published. It was a poetry book. Um, okay. It's got a different cover because I was with a um, publishing house that I canceled the contract after three years. I just wasn't happy with them. So I self-published the same book with a different cover. Um, but it's of love and war, and it's got a lot of um, poetry about the war and about love and drinking and just, I don't know. Do you have a favorite in there? Well, it's hard to say if I have a favorite. Or a sharing out loud with us. Okay. What about you, Britt? Do you have a favorite in your Poem that I've written? I think almost all of them. <laughs> I, I They're mean, all bangers. I, I, me, personally, I think so. Like, I'd read the shit out of my book when I publish it. Nice. Okay, so this one... I mean, it's it's really hard for me to pick one because right. I, I just yeah. suck at that. But they're um, all a part of you, so yeah, it's going to be a right. little tricky. So, would you want to hear a war poem, a love poem, or kind of just a drinking poem? Ooh. I don't know. What do you guys want? What page are you on right now? The beginning to see what ones. <laughs> oh, I thought you read us. If I never read the index, if I never know what to read, just flip open a page, and that's what I you bet, need to I hear. Bet in the moment. Brit, you want to hear a love poem? I bet you. Yeah. Well, Brit hates love, but she'll hear it. Okay, let me... maybe it's what you need. Maybe it is what I need. You know. <laughs> okay, let me find one um, that you might appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate all works of art, so no, no judgment here. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you guys a couple options. You pick one. Caleb, this one's on you. All right. So we have Tequila by 10. We have... Now, when we say love, does it have to be, like, happy? No. No. Oh, hell no. All right, so we got (laughs) Giving Up, Giving Out. And we'll just say those two. So one's kind of a happy, one's not. They both, I like the titles of them. They really like, kind of like, ooh, I want to read that now. Mm. I kind of like the first one, the Tequila okay. by 10. That okay. one just kind of stuck out. All right, so it's a shorter one. We'll, we'll, we'll start with that one. Let me see if I can find it here. One more time before you, time before you get started. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby, KU. <laughs> That's getting cut. No, <laughs> it's not. Come on. <laughs> I, I get to celebrate the next two weeks. Oh, Nothing who, but who KU shirts. Who said that? Me. Oh, well, not in this office. You can't. Then I won't be in this office for two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to be celebrating this the rest of my life. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. So this is called uh, Tequila by 10. It's no surprise that we didn't bother getting dressed. We are more alive when we are uncovered. And how wild we are drunk dancing to the rhythm of deep laughter. Your bare breasts tango in the morning light. I simply cannot get enough of the woman that you are. Body shots of a tequila sunrise. And in my eyes, you are everything. Just a little short one there. Yeah. I will thank you. That was a good one. Thank you. You got very excited. I could see it. She's like, wow. Right? I just, I am big into poetry. It's just. Mm -hmm. All right, so I write free verse, and I kind of, um, my thing is to write simple language, not super elegant, where you mm-hmm. have to go look up shit, because who wants to do that? See, um, that, that's funny, because me, if I, like, when I would write in high school, I was like, like, thesaurus, I'm like, <laughs> what's this mean? All right, that works. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still look at the, I still, you know, look up. I know. It's, that, just, it's just funny. I'm like, cause I, I appreciate that. And then at the same time, like, like my style would be so opposite, but that's the funny part, right? Is like, I'd be like, what, what's like the craziest thing I could throw in here? Especially in high school, you're like, I'm going to get bonus points for this. Nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. I'll read the other one too. Okay. Just to, because it's, um, it is, it is one of my, it's like in my top 20. All right. All right. So, um, I don't know. Do you want a little bit of a backstory? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's about a relationship that ended, um, and a, a girl that I thought, and it was, you know, within the last, I don't know, 10 years or so that I thought would be maybe possibly the one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like the way it ended. Yeah. So right. pay attention to that. All right. Giving up, giving out. She wasn't nearly as pure after the breakup, pouring around like those Facebook love affairs we would often shake our heads about. I tried to keep in touch on drunk nights, but I knew that she was gone, sucked into the thrills of non-believers. I hated her for that, for giving up on the woman that she wanted to become for fucking away the future that we often talked about over a full glass of blackberry wine under those autumn sparklers while rubbing her thigh and wishing for forever. But forever always comes too soon. We were young souls and aging bodies, lost in the excitement of something new. But we knew. We knew that love was sour, that life was quite bitter after the sugar coating but we kept sucking anyway. And now, that's how she forgets about me. <laughs> that is good. I like Mark that. <laughs> <laughs> you need like a little like track that plays yes. after you. Yes. That's funny. I like that. Well, thank you. Yes, I liked it. So that's that one. And then the, the last one I brought is um, actually my most recent book, I guess. Um, I published this. It's a poetry book. Um, we fight, we love, we devour. Mm. And I was looking through my files. I published this around uh, Veterans Day last year. And I had enough stuff laying around. I wrote a few new ones. And I was like, you know what? Let's just throw one out there because I want to. So that's what I did. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm making millions or trying to right. sell millions. I'm just, you know, giving my two fans yeah. what they want. Well, well you're doing it's... what you love, and that's all that matters. And you seem to be quite successful at it that is amazing thank you it's it's definitely gone further than i thought it ever would or ever expected so um i seriously i'm i'm super excited about the book coming out no pistol tastes the same and then what's do you have a release date yeah may 24th is when it comes out um this book's already won a first place award um last year uh it's been a i started writing it during covid so Mm. it's it's been like a, a longest book that I've done. Um, and it's actually a long book in itself. Um, but it's cool because, you know, it's, it's about PTSD and it's about the bonds and strength of family. And I don't like to cut corners or soften things up when I write. So it's very much in your face. Like you can't close your eyes and hide from this. Here it is. Um, and I like that about it, but um, I've been getting a lot of great reviews on it, and I look forward to, I don't know, maybe reaching some of those people that maybe aren't 
necessarily readers, like some of my Marines who can't read third grade stuff, mm-hmm. um, or some of <laughs> some of those people that maybe wouldn't talk about it. And this might be another way for them to open the door to talk about that sort of shit. So that's what I like about it. Cool. Then where can people find you at? Yeah, so um, my website is jacobpaulpatchen.com. You can literally type in Jacob Paul Patch into Google. There's a lot of stuff that comes up. Um, you know, I'm on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I, I just downloaded TikTok. I haven't mm, posted anything. Yeah. But like, it's I, tough. I have it now. It's an animal. Yeah. It's an animal. <laughs> yeah, it's kept me up a couple nights, you know. Um, I fell into that trap. Um, but Amazon, all my books are on Amazon. Um, there's several on Barnes & Noble. Um, I have some in the local bookstore here, some other okay. bookstores, other major book retailers. Um, Amazon's just the easiest, I think, for people. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. It's been fun. It's a great time. Um, and again, we'll plug our stuff too. You want to? You want to do it? You yeah, I do, do actually. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, what episode is this? Forty-three. This 40, is, forty-two. This has been episode number forty-two. Forty-two. Um. Find us on Insta at otr.pod. Um, go shop our merch for some summer wear at otrcast.shop. Exactly. Get some swimming trunks. Don't buy the bikini. It's ugly. We're getting a new one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe hold off on the bikini, but definitely go check it out. And um, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby That's KU. It? No YouTube, no Facebook? All right, hold up. YouTube. Find us on YouTube. <laughs> If you're watching this video, you probably already know where to find it. Hit subscribe. YouTube. Yeah, hit subscribe and like, please. And yes. um, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby, no face- KU! No Facebook? Come on! <laughs> no fa- you just wanted to say that again, and you, did, you forgot Facebook again. Um, Facebook. OTRcast. OTRcast. And OTRcast. No spaces on Spotify, Apple, Google. And then on, yeah, it's just OTRcast everywhere. That's, every, that's where it is everywhere now. So yep. go find it. We'll be here next week again. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, that's, baby. Mm. K. You! (laughs) This is probably one of my favorite podcasts so far. It's very funny.